kick off the show we want to let you know that we are on spotify itunes and on youtube and of course right we want to let you guys know that we got that ball rolling so you can listen to us now on spotify and itunes where you don't have to listen to uh view the video right so you can enjoy it at work and anywhere else you're doing on the run or whatever you're doing just share us subscribe Hit that bell. Welcome, everybody, to episode number seven of the Wiretap Podcast here with your host, Carlos and Alex. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? Happy February 26th. Happy Friday for us and happy Tuesday for you, Uh, man. Let's kick it off, Alex. I know uh, it's been a crazy week for you. I could tell tell right now. I, I made some comments to you before we click record that it's been a long day. It's, it's just yeah, a lot for you, huh, man? It was a it was a stressful week. Just a bunch of deadlines, projects due, multiple projects due at the same time. It's just all about project management, my it, friend. All about it, right? Yeah, it is. But when you got three major projects and they all have the same deadline, is I had to get some help. But it was, I mean, we got it done. That's the you just got to remember about the final result. Remember the final result. The final result includes a payoff. Don't forget about that, right? Correct, correct. So I mean, it was hard work, but it was worth it, I guess. If everything closes it'll be worth it if not hey you just keep on pushing and hopefully we get the next one right always you got to push but listen before we kick off the show i need to make an apology i uh i accidentally put my my foot in my mouth even though i didn't intentionally do this alex i believe i've, I've mentioned it to you uh, a couple of episodes ago we talked about uh dating i believe it was one of the first uh one of the first uh times that we've talked about dating uh, and the reason we did that is because we had some requests on it and uh, we granted those requests. But in the midst of that, as we were talking about where to take your date, what to do with your date, I said, hey, make sure you don't take your date out to Chilito's Grill. And what I was doing in that moment, Alex, is I was actually just translating Chili's Grill uh, into Spanish. Uh, because I, I just, I hate the quality of the food now at Chili's. And I used to be like a big fan <laughs> yeah, of Chili's. You remember back in the day? I mean, it was, it was fantastic back in the day. Now, uh, remember well, the chicken it, crispers? Remember the chicken crispers? That was all yeah. you. Remember that? No, no, no. And you know what? I, I've gone back a couple of times because, because someone else wants to go, right? Not because I, I want to go there, but, but uh, is I think you grow as you explore different restaurants. Your and you palate. Your palate. Yeah, exactly yeah, and uh, yeah. you know and and the more you kind of grow you develop different tastes and uh chili i mean chilies right yeah. i don't want to yeah, say yeah, chilitos yeah. right because you're i'm gonna yeah. go but let you go have it back but yeah, chilies yeah, yeah, yeah. is um is is not that good for us anymore right because you elevate it or whatever and or, i mean it's i'm not knocking it down but it's not one of our favorite restaurants anymore it certainly it certainly isn't. So I need to make a public apology. Uh, I'm I'm a big proponent of small business, especially restaurants. Uh, I believe the restaurant industry right now has taken a, a, a tremendous hit uh, throughout the country, but uh, specifically around my communities or within my state uh, with 25% capacities moving into 50%, 70%, et cetera, you name it. But with that being said, I translated Chili's Grill into Spanish, but I meant Chili's as in Chili's, the Brinkler Corporation, right? Uh, versus mm-hmm. Chilitos Grill, where I found out that there is a small business uh, named Chilitos Grill up in Gainesville, Georgia, uh, that just recently opened uh, just a couple of weeks ago. 
Uh, apparently, they serve fantastic food. Uh, and I need to make my way there because I love to explore my palate. Uh, but I certainly want to make a public apology uh, because uh, I had actually, uh, uh, my brother uh, brought it to my attention. Uh, shout out to, uh, to Lil Bro uh, for calling me out and to saying, hey, man, in case you didn't know, there's a small business named Chilitos Grill. And uh, you might want to go back and say, and I'm like, no, you're absolutely right. So this is me with my public apology uh, saying that what I meant is uh, Chili's Bar and Grill versus Chilitos Grill. But uh, Alex, I encourage you too to go, man. I'm hearing great reviews on it. Uh, if you're any of our listeners, if you're ever in the state of Georgia and you want to try something new, I've heard great things about it. We'll highlight a small business later uh, that we'll talk about, especially specifically a restaurant. So, but listen, uh, now that we move aside, did you want to did you want to make a comment on that where no, I put no, my no. foot in my mouth? Is that what it is? No, I mean, <laughs> hey, we do it. I did it last a couple of episodes ago. Uh, you know. So some of our female listeners didn't appreciate the the cat comment, right? And, yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. I didn't either. I felt I was a. But fan. you know, it, it, it's it's. I'm sorry. You know, you guys got to toughen up a little bit, and and hopefully we. I don't. I don't think it'll be the first or the last time we'll put our foot <laughs> in our so. mouth. So. <laughs> no. Let's just roll We're not with the punches, We're not guys. Perfect. I'm sure we'll roll anyways, with the punches. But we appreciate your support. We appreciate you looking out for us. It's important that you look out for us. It's important that you give us content. What do you want us to talk about? What do you want to listen to? Uh, and we're, we're going to actually approach some of that today. But listen, as we move forward and we talk about life and how we do life and how we mess up, uh, there is something to be said about uh, life mottos, uh, Alex. Uh, mm-hmm. You ever Do you live by a specific motto, man? Uh, I've got a motto in my life that, that, I, that I'll, I mean, I'll let you in here momentarily. Uh, but is there something that you wake up every day that you have this motto? I've got actually two. Uh, depends what it is. Uh, but uh, is there anything that sticks out to you in your life that you say, man, this is my life's motto. When I wake up, this is what I think about. Well, it's it's probably it's probably not the most exciting one to some people, but I think you're gonna die. You're gonna die. Hmm. Just that. Just that. You just, just took the episode. You took the energy. You took the hype. You put it right here, right? You put it right here <laughs> and just let it fall. You just no, dropped it. Listen, listen. Just you're gonna die. Killed it. <laughs> so, no, listen, you're gonna die, right? That's a that's a, one of the quotes from from Gary Vanderchuk, right? <laughs> uh, Gary Vanderchuk, where you're gonna die, right? So what are you gonna do with your life? What are you doing today to further yourself or to live to leave a legacy or what are you trying to do with your life? Because we don't have that much time, right? So tomorrow's not promised, something you said before, where um and just enjoy things in the moment so i know sometimes and even myself it's it's sometimes hard and you get sucked up in 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 your day-to-day life and yeah yeah and we let other things burn us down right and and, absolutely absolutely and sometimes you know we project that into into our families i know i probably project that sometimes into my wife and you or your kids and i try not to right but we're all human we all do it it's just trying to avoid to do those things and you know how, how do we achieve that and yeah. so that's one of the quotes and maybe it's not the good one. And there's some other ones uh, that, that obviously I go through, but I think that's one of the ones that kind of impacts yeah. me the most. No, listen, man, next time you're negative about something, next time you're even positive about it, I'm going to take it right here. And I'm just going to say, Alex, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> listen, man, my, uh, listen, I can appreciate it. I can appreciate it because what it does is it's not the really the quote, right? It's, it's the depth of the quote, right? Which is really what quotes are designed to do. If you look at it as a quote, if you look at it as a, as a life motto, 
I, you know, I, 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 that's a very interesting life motto uh, that you live by for sure. Uh, but, you know, hey, it makes sense, man. It really does. It makes sense because it gives you a reality check, right? It gives right. you a reality check immediately, instantaneous. Uh, that, that glorification moment you just had, I mean, it's great and all, but listen, you're absolutely right. You are going to die. We are going to die. I get it. But uh, uh, mine's a little different. Mine doesn't wait, take- Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so so the, another one is like, there's a couple of other ones. Work hard, uh, work smart, be patient, right? Mm. And we're going to go into that maybe a little bit more. But if you work yeah. hard, work smart, be patient, and yeah. things will, yeah. will look up. But go ahead. Keep that hustle. Keep that hustle. Yeah, man. I, yeah. I, listen, mine's, mine's kind of uh, on that. Now that you say that, your second one, I, I enjoy- Thoroughly, uh, the second one versus the first one, because uh, the first one has some real hardcore debt. But for me, man, the way I see it is the secret of life uh, is to fall seven times and to get up eight times, right? To fall oh, yeah. seven times and to get up eight times, right? That is my life model that I can fail, 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 fail. Mm -hmm. But once I get to that point that the failure deceases, right? That the failure ends. It is all up, right? It is all up. Yeah. It is all going up. And you get up eight times and you do it over and over and over again until you succeed. You don't give up, right? That's the thing. When you mm -hmm. begin to live in that state of giving up, man, then everything else is going to fall apart. That's why no matter what, the way I see it is, and this is by the alchemist uh, that says the secret of life is to fall seven times and to get up eight times. Yeah, right? the power is in the getting up, right? So that's where the Absolutely. power is. Right now I'm working with my boy and, and just kind of like, sometimes he thinks things are a little bit too hard and he yeah. doesn't want to do them. And it's like, no, you, you got to push through that. Like, I know you, sometimes you don't want to do it and it's difficult, but you got to just keep pushing yourself. And he's like, no, it's impossible. I can't do it. And it was uh, some math problems. He was, um, I was testing them on a, on a minute. He had to do 20 and yeah. he can only get to 11, 12. And I was like, no, it's because you're overthinking it. You just got to, no, it's impossible. And it's long story short, I was like, no, you got to believe in yourself. Stop worrying about the time and just concentrate and start working on them. And then we did them. He did uh, 19 in, in a minute, Atta right? So, so, so we went from 11 to 19 and he saw it for his eyes. Like, hey, if I, if I would have let him give up, he would have never known that success was right there in reach, mm. right? Mm, so it's kind mm. of helping him push going to your get up and go. Right. Mm, um, it's like, mm. no, you push through this and you're going to see success. And that's, I think that's just translated whatever you said. I was like, well, that just happened. And it's yeah. a small yeah, example. Man. It's a small yeah, example, but it's, it's in reality, dude, it's something that we can apply to every, everything. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. That's, 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 that is the key to me. That's my key, man. That's that's me holding the key as Khaled said. I've referred to him multiple times. I don't know why Khaled keeps coming up, but that's the key, right? Those are the keys uh, to success in a way. Uh, I, you know, I talked about a second one. Uh, the second one I really enjoy, even though that's my first one. It's uh, the second one is throw me into the wolves and I'll return leading the pack. Throw me into the wolves and I'll return leading the pack. Man, there's something to be said about that, right? The, the depth of that, right? Throw me into the wolves and I'll come back 
leading the pack. There's something to be said. There's, there's definitely courage. There's definitely ambition. And I believe in the world that we live in, you know, we find ourselves, I mean, we really do. We find ourselves watching TikTok, Instagram reels, uh, all these things that, you know, talk about how you better yourself. And we'll talk about some ways how we can, you know, uh, you? ultimately increase our value in life. But honestly, that's what we've got to focus on, right? Focus on making life better. But at the end of the day, Throw me into the wolves and I'll come back leading the pack. But do you think that has to do that that quote has to do with your personality a little bit more? Not just yours. I'm saying people who have strong personalities. Um, because what if and I, and I get well, it? Because if it they're applies, weak, I get it. If they're weak, not. <laughs> I mean, not not necessarily weak. It's just maybe they're a different, more laid back, where you know, more conservative, where they don't approach people or come out of the shell as as often. Where where you and I, for, for example, yeah, are very yeah. outspoken and we tend to to say things that what's on our mind and stuff. And maybe that Absolutely. has to do a little bit more with that. I, I don't know. I think it plays there's... a role for sure. I think it, do play, I think it does play a role uh, when it comes to personality because if you have someone timid, if you have someone who's too laid back, you're going to throw them into the woods and going to eat them up. I get it. No, yeah. no, no. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I get it. It applies to you and, and, and that's your quote and, and I, I can appreciate that, right? There's yeah. some, what do you think about the one? There's some, a couple of them, of course, we all, the, the normal ones like Rome wasn't built in a day. But what oh, do you yeah, think yeah, about yeah, the yeah, one yeah. is like, uh, a, um, what is it? The lion doesn't concern with the thoughts of the sheep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or have you I heard, mean, have you heard, uh, the, the, which falls in line with that? Have you heard the one that says, uh, until, uh, until the sheep becomes a lion? You seen no, that? Have no. you heard that? No, yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. not that one. But it's, 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 it's the evolving, like, right? It's the growth, yeah. but it's an aggressive growth, right? But mm -hmm. there is an evolving uh, personality, uh, skill, something takes place that you grow uh, from a sheep, from something so innocent, calm into this lion, right? That is fierce, aggressive yeah. and going after it and chasing it. I mean, there's plenty, there's plenty of quotes out there, but I mean, I think as long as you each one of us has a quote that kind of helps us motivate. And if not, try to find one, right? Even if, if the ones we've mentioned, there's, it's not like our favorite ones or not, there's always going to come, you kind of, kind of adapt, right? Yeah. Um, you can't, yeah. it's like, Hey, this is my favorite quote of the, in this time. But as I grow as a person, maybe that one is not the same, what I thought it was. And maybe it's a different one and you, or you can always add more. Yeah. No, so I absolutely. Encourage our, yeah. I absolutely. encourage our listeners to find, find their quote that kind of gets them up in the, in the morning and look forward for the day. Right. Oh, it's, it's, it's uh professionally, we talked about one last week uh, on our last show when I talked about the Babe Ruth quote, right. That today's home runs uh, don't win tomorrow's games, man. That one gets mm -hmm. me up, go, up and going when it comes to professionalism, when it comes to getting into it and getting that grind, just cause I hit a home run today. It does not win tomorrow's games. And, and that's what it's about, man. Uh, to me, again, right? That's to me, personal opinion, personal models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, and, as we talk kinda... about, when you talk about life and you talk about these models and how you approach life and how you see things, bro, have you seen what is going on in Britney Spears' life right now, man? That documentary that just came out, have you seen that? Yeah, it's actually, I, I, I you did You gotta break it down. It. You gotta break it down, man. Break so, it down. So, so obviously, you, Britney Spears started as a humble humble little girl that they basically she Ooh, went in over sorry. here started did it, did it, yeah so sorry, she started sorry, sorry. 
UFOs and, and got a little success. And then they, her parents work really hard, uh, yeah, her, especially her mom, to to go to castings, do whatever she they needed uh, to hope and become a star. And right. her dad was not really in the picture most of the time when she before she made it big. And then she blew up, right? Every, paparazzi was all over her. This everything was good, no problems. She she got married. She had kids, and then that's when everything kind of changed. And um, the paparazzi more on top of her pictures, the stress. I can imagine her life being such a chaos all the time. And then um, she she had her second kid, going through a difficult time. They end up getting divorced. The paparazzi all over her because now Britney sells right, and and people weren't worried about her mental stability and. Um, affected or push her more down the rabbit hole right uh to to lead her to have these mental issues this breakdown shaving her head um hurting herself or whatever having her baby in the car and then at that point her dad decides to get her conservatorship and oh, have con control over her estate not yeah. her mom you got to remember her mom was there the whole time he filed let me just go back for a second. This guy, uh, her dad had tried multiple businesses to create like car washes and some other stuff. Anyways, they all went bankrupt. Well, obviously, Brittany, we all know she's making money. She's got a lot. Of, I mean, she's worth millions. So he follows for millions, this. Yeah. And with this, the court decides to give him the full power of the estate, which he controls even. Dude. He controls if she can even buy a coffee or not. Like that's, I mean, obviously he's not going to stop her from buying that, but he has the power to do that if he wanted to. Right now, the whole free Britney movement is, is she wants her dad out of the picture. And, and she wants freedom, man. She wants to she wants feel freedom. what free will is again, right? And it's not that she wants to go get rid of the conservatorship. Uh, like her brother was saying that maybe at the time it was, it, it, she needed that in place. But now it's like, I don't think there's any mental issues with her. She's working, she's doing interviews, she's doing this. She doesn't want to work anymore until her dad's been removed. Dude, I think they should get rid of this. What's your thoughts? I mean, that's just kind of in a nutshell. That's the whole Free Britney movement and they're working yeah, hard and, yeah, and they're yeah. trying to- Hashtag Free Britney, yeah. right? Yeah, they're trying to get rid of this controversial. Uh, and it all started because of her son, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, even even her ex uh, husband has filed Federline. a restraining order. Yeah, federal a restraining order on her dad for physical abuse. I think either to him or her son or one of her sons, and it's like it's pretty crazy, man. Listen, it says that in a petition, Jamie, her father, so Jamie's the dad, asked to be given the power to obtain all documents and records right relating to her dot to his daughter's estate so everywhere any any home that she has he wants access any credit card that she has he wants access any bank account she has any other estate documents she has anything that is an asset in this woman's life he has petitioned a judge to give it to him, right? To obtain all of that, that kind of power. And in his filing- And medical records. Oh, medical, yeah. absolutely. Because no. he's got to continue that show, right? He's got to continue no. to prove that she's not stable, I mean, completely unstable. And she's got, yeah. I was going to say, he could be working with the doctors. I mean, we all saw what happened with Michael oh, Jackson, man. right? Yeah. When money, money talks and doctors do unethical things. 
who knows? They could be slipping stuff or falsifying documents to make her believe that she's unstable. So in his filing, it was also revealed that Brittany had is about $3.7 million in just cash. Okay. $3.7 million in cash that sits in her bank accounts. Anything that's not cash, right? Anything that you can liquidate that's an asset and turn it into cash, she is sitting on $80 million. Yeah. So so you can control the narrative any way you want, right? The dad is doing this so he can gain control because he's really not a good businessman. So he's trying to find ways to take her money and keep her right, basically as a slave. I mean, that's honestly what they're comparing it to. And then you can yeah. control the narrative the other way that the dad is just uh, being controlling, uh, saying that, you know, he's controlling the doctors, controlling judges, even judges, if I'm not mistaken. So all of this back and forth has created this whole, honestly, man, they've created a campaign. It's gone viral on social media. It's called Free Britney, of course, hashtag Free Britney. And it has spread so much information that at some point, Alex, you just don't know what's real and what isn't real. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, this is all like stuff that hear from documents, from people, um, uh, people that are closed. Uh, but we honestly don't know what's going on. Uh, with the, Maybe there is something there in the, you know, the documents from the doctors, like, I don't know, like, it's, it's so difficult to know exactly what, but if she had, all I want to say is, if she has the mental capacity to dictate how she wants to, how she wants to live her life, and there's no risk of, hey, she's going to blow all her money or give it away, uh, or maybe you do something to protect where it's uh, someone else in charge of her estate. And she has more full control because right now, dude, she can't go in. A, she can't get a contract. She can't do anything without the approval of her dad. That's why she's That's right. like, I, right. I'm going to I'm going to stop all my work until he's gone. I'm not going to take any more jobs. I ain't going to do anything until this man is gone from this. Listen, there there has. So the American the American Civil Liberties Union, I don't know if you've heard the ACLU. I'm sure every our listeners have heard of ACLU. I'm sure you have. Uh, these guys are, 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 are like the top notch of defenders. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is they have reached out to Brittany and they have said to her and they have said this to the public. Uh, that people with disabilities have the right to lead their lives and retain at least their civil rights. I mean, for you to ask permission to buy a coffee, come on. Everything's atomized. Like, target. It is. Absolutely. It's Absolutely. It's like a Absolutely. person is worth millions. I mean, we don't even live our lives like that where, hey, I'm not going to go tag $10 for uh, whatever. I went to McDonald's. Who, who knows? Yeah. Chick -fil -A, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like, you don't write that stuff down. So it's like a person that's worth $80 million. Like, seriously, you're going to control me that far? It was like, no. It was like, you're worried that I'm going to give away $100? I got, I'm worth $80 million. It was like, come on. Exactly, exactly. But here's the other part. Back in October uh, at the court hearing, uh, Brittany's lawyer compared her mental state to that of someone of a patient in a coma. Check that out. Her own lawyer is saying to the judge, is saying to the jury, by the way, she's in a state of a coma. Can she take care of herself? But then she performed a Las Vegas show. Exactly. She shows. Exactly, exactly. Dude, but she's in a coma. A, how can a person that's mentally in a coma can perform and know all her songs? Come on, like, you know the lyrics? Come on, 
You know, no, I'm not going to sing it. No, I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Never heard this song at all, man. I mean, but here's the thing. The lawyer also said that Britney no longer wants to perform despite her father insisting that she revives her career. This is an interesting part, right? The yeah, judge because he also gets 1.5% uh -huh, uh, of, uh -huh, of everything uh -huh. that she does since he was awarded. So if I keep her in control, I can make money. Correct. Right? If I keep control, man, I'm telling you, it is it is so true, Alex, that money is the root of all evil, man. Money is the root of all evil. And, and here, the judge wanted to hear this from Spears herself, which is when the lawyer claimed that her mental state was not one where she could be making legal declarations. But, but the lawyer that she wanted to get, the judge denied him the right to be able to give counsel because they said that she wasn't mentally capacity to hire him where he's uh -huh. like, yeah, she did. But anyways, as a judge, maybe there's something there. I don't know about. He stepped away. They appointed the lawyer. Yeah, exactly. So, so now we don't know, right? Who's the lawyer working for? So as of February 11th, a judge ordered Jamie to remain the father, of course, to remain yeah as a co-conservator, right, of his daughter's estate, along with the trust company that he uses, despite the formal request to be instated as a sole conservator, right? So now he's just a co. Now he has the ability to still speak into it, but doesn't have full control. I mean, Interesting, man. Man, uh, yeah, and I guess we'll know more as the story develops, but obviously, you know, even Justin Timberlake was in the Instagram and released a statement and you guys can go check it out on his Instagram. It's probably up there where he apologized for, you know, how he treated Britney and also yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Jenny Jackson, right? And Justin, right? Justin Timberlake also apologized. That's what I'm saying. Justin yeah. Timberlake apologized and stuff. So he's like, hey, I thought sorry. you said Janet Jackson. My bad, my bad. No, no, no. I'm saying he apologized to her, Janet Jackson, as well. Like, hey, yeah, you he know, for the, right. for the Super Bowl incident, right? And all that is like there's a there's a lot of things that are happening where this Britney movement is you know opening other doors of maybe the government needs to look and how this is based out and how a person can be trapped and not because you know oh, yeah, that, that yeah. it's meant for people that are severe mental issues where they can't even dictate how what it, do, do I need to brush my teeth do I need to get up in the morning yeah oh, I need I mean. to go do I need to go eat breakfast that's what that thing is for, because that's the people that are going to give all their money away. But so so in conclusion, it's not even Britney who gets the other part. Did you know that it's not even Britney who gets the uh, the co uh, the no, co it's a lawyer or something. Yeah, it's the trust company. So now Jamie, yeah. the father and this trust company who really holds all the cash, right? They hold, yeah. I mean, they hold all the assets. They control the assets as far as what's going to happen with her estate, what her money looks like. These guys now make a decision. And according to the judge, it says that Judge Brenda Penny said that the purpose of the order was to give both Jamie and Bessemer Trust Company an equal division of responsibility in hopes that they would sit down, figure out together the best way to handle this complex estate for the benefit of the client. So this yeah. is to be continued. This is, it really is. It's I to think, be continued. I think she doesn't even mind uh, the estate uh, or the trustee company. I think that she just wants her dad out of the picture, period. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because homeboy is tough. And I think they need to figure that out, right? Like, why are you going to hold this person? Uh, maybe her mom needs to, I don't know, but.
we're gonna do as the story develops. I guess we'll figure out what what's going on. And that's and that's what's happening with her with her. You know, all of this is really creating. I mean, it's 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 everyone gets a chance to speak into this, and this kind of leads into the next uh, our next part of the show when we talk about uh, diversification, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Her estate. Her everything that she does more than likely is is now it's truly diversified as far as control. But what we're going to talk about here next is occasional diversification. Uh, Alex, I believe me and you had a long conversation last week uh, regarding the occasional diversification. And there was something that I presented to you. And I want to present this to those that are listening. Uh, this is a financial piece, uh, of course. And, 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 and please don't hear what I'm not saying. I am not saying, okay, that you should not diversify your portfolio. When it comes to stocks, and and I'll break it down even more, when it comes to stocks and what you own, okay, the money that you have in the stock market, diversification is the ability. Imagine that pie graph when you go back in school. Imagine a piece of pie and it's cut up into different pieces. Uh, That's what diversification is. A lot of people try to divide their portfolio, you know, at least in four parts, eight parts, depending what sector they want to focus on, whether it's bonds, whether it's common stocks, you name it, ETF, uh, REITs, whatever you want to look at it as. Diversification, in my humble opinion, is not always a good idea right? It is common. It is mainstream thought process that if you diversify, you protect your portfolio. But here's here's my whole thing is, if you diversify and you don't know how to choose stocks, that diversification has taken that portfolio and it has diminished it even more. So now instead of taking one focus on one stock that could either make it or break it, now you've added five to six other stocks in a portfolio that could make or break it. But let's just say all of them break. Now you have no shot. Now you've lost even more money. So my focus is you got to do your research. We've talked about this. You got to watch the patterns. You got to watch the trends. But I've also gotten to a point, and and this is where I put this in your lap uh, last time, Alex, is if you truly believe in a company, and I said this to him, folks, and, and it probably ticked them off, but he needs nah. to hear this. He's so focused on Tesla. He's so focused on Bitcoin. Fine. <laughs> let's keep Tesla out of this conversation. He loves Bitcoin. You have heard him talk about Bitcoin. He's so focused on this Bitcoin. Well, if he's so focused and he loves it so much, why doesn't he go in? Why does he give it the crap money, right? Money he can lose, you know, $100 here, $200 there. He's not fully in. Exactly. You know why it's not a smart decision? Because it does not create sustainability. Well, right now it's because it's, it's not a, it's only value because we believe it's value, right? It's not, which means tomorrow it can disappear and go to zero. Like any other stock. Correct. No, no, no. But here's the difference, though. This can actually, in a matter of seconds, it can plummet, right? Because everyone could get together and say, hey, this has no value, and it could just plummet quickly, right? Yeah. When you invest in a company, let's just say like Coca-Cola or even Tesla, it's a big company that obviously it's gonna, it's not going to drop that tremendously. It'll drop, and it'll probably go, and you probably think like, oh, what's going on? but it's not going to disappear overnight where Bitcoin could, I don't think it's going to, but I'm not at that moment in this moment in time. I'm not at the position to say that I'm a hundred percent in on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 30% in. And I think that's weak. 
I think it's weak. And, and it's weak. That's why I invest in a week. Just throwing it out there. So why? So why be so passionate? And why get so immersed in you it? Can make, you can make some money, bro. <laughs> that's the problem. See, that's the problem. You can make some money. Okay. You can make some money. But here, you can make some money in Doritos. Well, those are safe investments, which I, I agree. Are they? Well, listen, we're talking about diversification here, right? How it's good and bad. I think diversification is good to a certain point, right? It, it's, you got to get your companies. It's like, wait, okay. It's like investing in ETFs. You're looking at one ETF and you think it's a good one that's invested in several other companies. You buy another ETF that's got similar of the, going back to your point, some, some like of the Like a same QQQ, ones. like one of those. Or like an SPY, right? That has Microsoft, okay. Apple, okay. Tesla, blah, 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 yeah. right? All these yeah. other ones. You, yeah. you buy another one, they may have like maybe four or five of those stocks and maybe a few other ones, but you think you're diversified, but in reality, you're not. You're invested in the same company. So guess what? If those companies go crash or the market has a pullback on like tech talk, you may oh, be yeah. you may be in it in all your portfolios and not even realize. So when we're talking about diversification here, is maybe if you're in the a little bit of tax, a little bit of maybe commodities, commodities, a little bit, a little bit of something else. But like you're saying, you want to close your circle because too much is a bad thing, too little is a bad thing. You just gotta find that right balance where where you rather go in and buy the same stock over and over, keep increasing your portfolio, where you're getting those shares, and then you're getting higher dividends back, and that's how you increase it slowly. It's it's a patient, right? Work work hard, work smart, be patient. Just to circle back. Absolutely, absolutely. But here's here's what I said to you the other day, and and these are these are conversations that we need to share with those that are listening. Is you cannot jump into the stock market, jump into the investment world and not set a realistic goal. I don't want to hear, well, I want to go ahead and spend and throw in in the stock market, Carlos, $1,500 and make some money. Okay. Fantastic. Congratulations. You've gathered a $1,500 egg. That egg, we are going to put it in the stock market, whether you choose a bond, whether you choose ETF, whether you choose commodities, it does not matter to me. Here's the thing. You need to set a realistic goal. That is my encouragement, number one. And this is to those that are listening. You need to set a realistic goal. If you want to close the year in a positive alpha, right? You want to close in a positive, meaning you want to make sure that your portfolio has no losses. Healthy. That yeah. in a, exactly, healthy in a positive position. And you have to set a realistic number that if I throw in this 1500, when it, whether it's dividends, whether it's uh, a common stock, that your goal that you at least say, look, I want to take that 1500. And at the end of the year, as long as I can make 10% on, on my portfolio, then that's where I'm going. But you got to run the numbers. You got to yeah. run the numbers, guys. You cannot just throw money and say, let's see what happens. If that's the case, give me the money. Give me a shout. Wire the money. And I'll tell you every week, hey, man, you just made four bucks. Oh, in that moment, $4 ain't enough, is it? Right? But that's the exact same thing you're doing when you're not setting a goal, when you're not doing your homework, when you're not setting realistic goals. So if anything, I would say to those that are listening, those that are, are, are trying to put together their nest egg, those that are wanting to invest in the stock market, I will say to you, make sure, please make sure that you set a realistic goal. Once you have a goal in mind, you need to establish an asset allocation. 
right? You need to understand where you want to put that money now, right? You want to make 10% on those $1,500, which is only, what, $150? Bucks? Fine. Go down that route. You want to set that realistic goal. Then you want to go ahead and allocate where you want to throw that money in. Once you figure out where and how you want to throw that money in, make sure you do your research. Make sure you figure out where you want to go with it, whether you want to hold it, whether you want to do short term, you want to hold your losses. I don't care. Make sure that you set a realistic goal. Make sure that you allocate your assets accordingly. Make sure, here's the other part, make sure you establish a rebalancing process that if your portfolio tomorrow goes south, you listening? If your portfolio goes south tomorrow, that you've got a plan how you're going to pick this back up. How are you going to come in and rescue that portfolio without it losing what it's doing at that moment? Make sure that you establish a rebalancing process. And that means you may have to re-diversify. That could mean that you may mm -hmm. have to sell and start over, which it's leads sell, to sell at a loss. Yeah. Exactly. Which leads me into the fourth one, right? If I were to give you, if I were to give you uh, investment advice, which I hope some of you that are listening are at least taking this in, that when you go ahead and do those things, when you go ahead and you reestablish a rebalancing process, it's okay to sell and start over. It is okay yeah. to do that. Do not keep, listen to me, do not keep investments laying around that are dragging your portfolio from outperforming. That's the same reason years and years ago, I sold Brinkler International. Still around, still kicking, but not kicking the way I needed it to. And I sold it. I got rid of it. Why? Because it was dragging my portfolio. What is the point in keeping that asset around if it's dragging your portfolio down? What's the point in investing 140 bucks, 50 bucks here, 100, jumping into this Bitcoin world, right? Which is really junk money. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to make the decision how you want to allocate these assets and if they're really helping or hurting your portfolio. Yeah. So, you know, you like to poke fun of the Bitcoin stuff, but no, <laughs> I have my, I have my serious investments, right? And um, I think my portfolio last year, last year did about 28% gains. Right. So that's actually, it, it did really good. It's talking about what you're, what you're referring to. So you, you gotta have your, your serious investments, my Bitcoin, that's just a play thing uh, on the side for me. It, and that's why it's not heavy investment. It's just, ah, see what happens if it hits, it hits, but that's not what we're asking our listeners and everybody else to do. Right. It, we're, we're saying is, is listen to, to is to to the charts. Look at the look at your portfolio. Evaluate how you wanna. If you wanna, anybody who's starting new in stocks, and this is kind of what we started the show, right? It's kind of taking our experience and and learning together, and trying to educate our listeners. Is you you gotta do your homework. That's right. There's a you lot of TikToks out there. There's a lot of people that are over there hyping stocks up, and this is one <laughs> of the things I told my brother. It's like, dude, you start listening to these people. It's okay to listen, right? You can listen, go do your homework. If some of these stocks are good, they actually have good advice and there's people that know, but there's a lot of them out there that don't know and they just want to, maybe they bought at a very low, right? Entry Absolutely. point. Absolutely. And they're hyping it up and they got a big following. So it hypes it up, hypes it up, gets you to do. They sell 
and then here comes a short boom boom and then you lose all your money and it's i've been there years years ago i think maybe you've been there right we absolutely absolutely so we although i have great picks huh although i have great picks <laughs> well, you know, no, I'm saying, but we've been there before, right? You learn from absolutely. Experience. No, 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 and, absolutely. And, and, what, and one of those things that you learn is don't just listen to everybody. I mean, don't just sure. listen to us, right? Do your homework because we're not financial advisors. We a hundred percent. I mean, Cardo's more on the professional business, and he, he and he does his his thing. But you definitely, we're not we're not getting paid to give you financial advice here. We're just no, kind of no. sharing our experiences. But you have, and, but you yeah, have an ahead. investing philosophy. You have an investing philosophy. I mean, t- tell 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 those that are listening what your stop loss rule is. I mean, you've got a stop loss rule, and talk yeah, about what a stop loss is. So, so we we talked. To, I mean, personally, we talked about that. That mm, I believe that you should have like a seven percent rule, right? Where, but you're we discussed that and maybe yours makes a little bit more where it's a 14% rule. Meaning if I buy a stock, you multiply that times 7%, that would be your stop loss. So you set your, your stocks that, Hey, if the stock continues to trail on the downward side from where I bought it, I want to protect my money as much as I can automatically sell these stocks. And then kind of like you're saying, reallocating where you're going to rebalancing, right. right? Where you want to put the money in. Um, sometimes a stock can pull pull down from the seven percent, and then it starts taking off like a rocket to the moon. Here we go, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just to the means, right? Um, so maybe a fourteen percent rule. It's a better it's a better metrics where you can kind of protect yourself in case it does spike back up and not sell you too quick. And that's kind exactly. of what we were discussing about um, you know, our percentage of loss ratio. And guess what? You move that the stock goes up. You're making money. You make it. You keep moving that stop loss ratio along with your stock, right? Um, so, in case if it keeps going up, keeps going, you want to capture that profit. And That's right. I invest in the long term. By the way, um, I like to pick stocks that I'm gonna keep for a long time and just let it grow. Examples like Coca-Cola. Yeah, like Johnson some examples. and Johnson. Yeah, Johnson yeah, and like- Johnson. Who recently, who just today, if I'm not mistaken, got approved or is working on approval for the FDA on the COVID vaccine. Do you hear about that? Yes. Um, there's some ETFs, right? Um, that that I have personally have a most of them are are my ETFs and then some of them are not. Uh Apple, some people like it, some people don't. It's I, I think that it's always gonna stay around the same price. It's a pretty mm-hmm. healthy and it pays good dividends. So yeah. I mean do your homework. I don't think it's that. overvalued. Yeah, I don't think it's overvalued at all. No, I think it's 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 properly properly valued probably, and I think it's it has room to grow for sure. And 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 when and here's the thing, guys, when your portfolio hits a loss, it's not the end of the world. <clears throat> Would you agree, Alex? No, it's not. It's it's, it's not, not the end of the a- world. If you give it time, it's gonna heal. It'll bounce if you back. give it, it'll bounce back, but you have to make the decision in that moment. Once it hits your stop loss number, right? Once you lock in on that number, whatever is going to work for you. Again, my standard is 14. Alex, you heard him say it's seven. Listen, it happens. You can choose whichever route you want to go, but depending on what route you go, you need to make sure that you make that decision. Will I sell? Will I bring it? Will I sell and bring a rebalance into it? Or will I hold on tight? Hang on to it. Let it drag my portfolio down with the expectation that it's going to bounce back. 
right? So ultimately at the end of the day, what happens is kind of like what we'll talk about next in the seven rules of life is that if you give it time, there will be an opportunity where time will heal everything. And that goes so for stocks. Did you agree? Yeah. So, so that's uh, that's yeah, that's number three, right? Uh, give it time. Time heals everything. Uh, that's part of our seven. That's number three there. What I was gonna say is, when we had those the market crash, mm, back in which one? Just a couple years ago, uh, maybe a year the or two years boom? ago. The balloon. No, no, no. COVID. Right. Oh. There was a crash. There was a small crash in the COVID right. in the stocks. Right. Yes the portfolios went down and then if you got scared and you sold off quick, oh, I didn't gosh, have any stop on. loss. Yeah. You, you, I didn't do any stop losses because you saw that coming. So I didn't, I just let it drop. Your portfolios tremendously lost value. Big. I'm glad I guess what? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, you gotta, you have, you gotta have the stomach for it because That's then right, what it did, yeah. what did it do? Carlos shot it back bounced, up. It bounced oh, yeah. back and it bounced back hard. Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And if Absolutely. you would have sold, you would have lost and lost a, a lot of money on that. Couldn't but, agree more. But that's why we're saying give it time. Time heals everything. And then on the personal side is, I don't know if it heals everything. Um, there's been, you know, um, especially like say when you lost somebody, what it does, what, what it does, it's um, time does make you be okay with it. I want to say is like, uh, it makes come you come to terms like, with it. That's right. Come to okay. terms with it. Right. Not that it heals everything because, you know, no. sometimes, sometimes you'll, you'll still get those emotional gaps in your life or, or you see something and it just clicks and the, uh, sometimes the emotion is too overwhelming. Traumatic experiences. Um, yeah. 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 So, but, but what it does, it, it makes you come to terms. It, it does heal some maybe bad experiences you had, or uh, if you're, need to forgive somebody right or or yeah. something time time will allow you to forgive somebody and let go going back to our number one and and just letting it go so go ahead yeah. what's your thoughts on that no you know i i agree man i agree uh when it comes to you know even if even if it's we're talking finances we're talking personal life i i do believe that that when you give it time it does heal uh it, it doesn't heal everything i think you hit it hit the nail on the head there uh Alex, it does not heal everything. It just makes it easier, right? It helps you cope. It helps you get through the day. And you know, people, we react differently to different situations in our life, right? Uh, when there's a loss, uh, you react differently. I, I, I've, I've encountered some losses in my day. And when I sit back and I reflect on just the past couple of years, uh, you know, max five years, uh, we all handle loss uh, in a completely different way. And I never thought I'd handle it in the way I did, but things, uh, just things got packed, you know, things pack up. And when you pack these things, sometimes what, if you allow it, that's the key, right? When you mm -hmm. allow it and you allow time to heal, what it ends up doing, it just becomes easier, right? The load becomes lighter and you learn to release. You learn to not necessarily let things go, but to be okay with putting those things down. And, you know, but, but here's what happens, Alex, here's what happens. If you begin to live a life that you're so uh, focused on giving it time and allowing time to heal everything, what begins to happen is you start becoming or start to live in a state of, uh, Honestly, if I could be honest, you start to live in a state of 
just being, right? You mm -hmm. wake up every day and you just live life. Whatever happens, happens, and there's really no purpose, right? You start to see life differently. The, the purpose has gone away. The drive kind of uh, tends to slowly drift. And, and all of a sudden, you get to this point where you realize, wait a minute. And, and here's the key. Some people don't get out of that, Alex. Some people will, will live in it, and they don't allow time to help them heal or cope and get through life, which therefore what it does, it drags them down. And they begin to live a life that is, honestly, to them, it's just not valuable anymore. And, and is, I think, yeah. No, no, no go, I didn't want to cut you off, but I think this is, this is important, right? So how, how do we increase ourselves, right? How do we make ourselves more valuable? And, and going to you, what you were just touching on is positive thinking, right? We got to find ways to increase our self-worth would be positive thinking. Yeah, no, it's, it, yeah, listen, yeah. the mind, the mind is, is, uh, it's an, imp it, let's just say that the mind is a powerful thing. Yeah, you your agree? mind control, yeah, your mind controls your thoughts. It controls your behaviors. It can also control your habits. You know, um, and it can also make you do important things. It can also push you. It, so that's why having that positive mind thinking, it, it makes you push through that. It helps you come out of those slums of depression that you may be feeling. Oh, man. Yeah, um, absolutely. Reaching out to somebody that has that positive mind thinking is sometimes contagious. And it could, uh, it, you know, it can help you come get you out of that right yeah yeah and that's and that that this is a, a fantastic segment where we shift this rule of life that you got to understand that if you give yourself time it will help you heal it will help you cope and hopefully out of coping it leads to healing but you've got to make a decision in your life that you want to heal right so again i go back to people who want to live in that moment they want to live there they don't want to get out of there they want to keep reliving these memories and continue to be in the state of, of being crippled right but see you also have to make the decision that you want to heal right and sometimes it, it's crazy how time will allow you to heal by decisions that you make. And, and, and this, again, we go into the shift into the next thing. And I wanted to talk about the seven rules of life. And as we talk about these seven rules of life and highlight number three about allowing time to heal everything, I also wanted to come in and to say, look, first of all, yes, I agree that one of those seven pieces is important. However, don't live in it allow yourself to heal. And once you find that ability that you want to heal and you get into that mindset, you have to understand that you have to value life, which takes us to the next segment, right? That talks yeah. about, let me tell you five incredible ways to bring additional value in your life. Alex, you just broke one of those down, right? Yeah, correct. The positive thinking, right? And, and, and stepping up to number two, and I'm sure you're touching it, you know, we all, what, who, who's our biggest critic? Oh man, ourselves, jeez. Right, ourselves, yeah. jeez. I mean, it is, it is, right? It's our inner inner self that we we have to allow ourselves to sometimes be okay. Like, dang, I screwed up. I gotta let go or try harder. Right. That's right. That's right. Because our in our critic, <laughs> we're our biggest critic. I don't need nobody else to tell me. I was like, I know I'm a stuff. I knew I need gotta try. So, how do you turn that around, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. You, the way you turn it around is by conquering it, Alex, right? You conquer your inner critic that, you know, let's say 
I don't know. Let's let's go back to childhood, right? Let's just say somebody out there listening had a childhood where they saw themselves as, you know, all their life they've been told that they're annoying, right? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden they grow up into adults. They're in a midst of a networking opportunity. They could be on the brink of finding a fantastic deal, closing a deal, meeting a client, meeting, they could be meeting their, their significant other in the next, in a matter of minutes, but in their mind, they're living this voice and they're hearing this voice that says to them, Hey, you're just annoying. Yeah. Don't go over there and talk to anybody. You're just not, you, listen, you're annoying. So if anything, walk away, turn around, leave this place, and you begin to listen to this inner voice. So what I would say is you got to conquer that inner critic, right? So again, remember, conquer your inner critic, have positive thinking. And and, and if I could get into the next one is, I don't know about what you do, Alex, but I I have a journal, man. Uh, I don't have a, you know, like, like a, like a, uh, you know, back in the day, you hear those girls have, you know, I have a journal and I write things down. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, with the no lock offense. and key. Yeah, with the lock and key, ladies. I'm not, I, listen, if you have a journal, that's fantastic. But what I have is I have a, uh, it's called a top performers uh, agenda, uh, a top performers agenda slash calendar. Uh, what I do is every day I lay out my daily to-do list and I have everything planned out to the minute and to the hour, what I'm going to do with my day, but off to the side, you can buy it at Amazon. I think it's called the top performer calendar. It's on Amazon. But what it is, is on the side of the calendar of the day, it's got questions. What It it begins your day by asking you questions, how you're going to kick off your day. And then it asks you to reflect on how your day went. And it begins to help you uh, create this positive journaling, right? Where you realize your self-worth, you realize how you treat yourself, and you realize how you filled your day and how you see yourself. And all of a sudden, you start to get to this point, man, where you find this daily gratitude list of stuff that you had no idea that you need. I mean, one of the things that uh, that I have on there is, you know, I've got, I've got a, I've got a staff and I love my team. Uh, but there are times where I have to highlight my team. It says, who did you choose to encourage today? And as the, the guy on the top, I've got to take care of my team. So okay. it's not just, it's not just about self, even though there's some self uh, directed pieces on there. It also teaches you how you can uh, take that and implement it into others. So yeah, encourage I, others, right? To, yeah, to, man. To yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I, what I do is I like to have sticky notes, right? Yeah, man. Um, I also have my calendar and it's pretty packed. Like it keeps me a little bit on track. And I also have another track um, website. I don't know if you, our company likes to use monday.com. Uh, you've mm. probably seen it advertised on YouTube. It's I actually, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I also have a, a thing on there that keeps me on track. But my favorite thing to do is sticky notes, bro. I like to have them plaster all over here. You can sticky notes here. There's sticky yeah. notes here for my to-do list for for uh, starting Monday, right? Yeah. Um, and what I like to do, I finish something, I like to crumble it, throw it in the trash. Boom. That, Boom. that gives yep. me a self-confidence yep. or not self-confidence, but got you know, it, done. Gives me the, it, it gives me the achievement of, hey, I got one thing done. And another thing that I want to point that out- That dopamine, is, right? That dopamine yeah. is released as soon as you can crumble that piece of paper. Correct. And then one of the things is you got to be okay with not doing your all your to-do list. Some people get too fixated in your to-do list and it's Absolutely. good to have one to get you straight up or, or get you straightened out. But you got to be okay with not completing all your tasks. And then just it's, just be okay with that. 
and, yeah, and don't stress about it and then put it on and that's your next that's your top to-do list for tomorrow you start there and just work on that yeah yeah so now we've laid out positive thinking conquer your inner critic create positivity in a journal or create positivity as you write it down. So this is one day. of the most important ones, I think. Oh up. man, I do. I do. I do. It's, it's surrounding yourself with positive influences. Yeah. What do you think about that, Alex? No, dude, I, I agree a hundred percent because, you know, it, and this happens, right. And this is not talking about anybody specifically or any, anyone. And hopefully anybody that's out there doesn't get offended for what I'm about to say, right? It, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's nothing personal against anyone, and or you know, and it's not necessarily talking about anybody. Just just in general, you know, as we grow up and we start at one position, you you've heard it say multiple times. You have you have people in your life that are seasonal. Yeah. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that you have to cut people off completely, but they're seasonal for a reason. Yeah. And it's yeah. um, it, they come in and they fulfill the purpose in your life and then they move on and you move on. And that's just the way it is. You can think about people in high school that you were really close. They did your own path. You probably don't even talk to them anymore or they probably do. And you probably say hi and bye and, and you move on. Right. But what that does is as we grow up and our mentality changes, you, you kind of, if you want to grow, you got to, adapt yourself or or inject yourself in the people that are thinking like you so you can learn mm -hmm. right and i think it's kind of like going between us right me me and you is we've gone our different channels we come back and we go out and we come back and and it's like you you get some different mindsets over here some different knowledge i get over here we share it together yeah. and it's like yeah. hey this is what we got and we try to grow together and right. it's, we sometimes I may grow a little bit more over here and then you, you, you go over here and, and yeah. it's just coming back and sharing it. So it's going back to this, right? Yeah, absolutely. Getting together with people that are, can influence you or you can learn that you can get value out of them. That's right. And not necessarily, I'm saying leave all any people behind or, or don't talk to them. It's just, what are you doing for yourself to fulfill you or to help you grow in, in what you want to do in life? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's removing the unsupportive person, right? Removing mm -hmm. the unsupportive person, uh, removing the one that dismisses your ideas, removing the one that only injects negativity. You've got to get to a point, Alex, that you limit your time with anyone that drags you down, right? Uh, you, yeah. you deserve, listen, you don't need this. You deserve this. You deserve to be surrounded by people who make you feel happy, man. Those that enrich your life, those that help you grow your life. You've got to take those negative influences and you've got to remove them. And listen, sometimes it's the media, right? Sometimes mm -hmm. it's social media. Sometimes it's the people that may not meet directly in your circle, but are still somewhat in your circle because you're allowing them through a screen to hold influence on you. So it could be your Instagram feed, right? Depending yeah. on the accounts that you follow and how are you surrounding yourself? What are they, what are, what is the output they're giving that you may not realizing that is taking a place and a role in your life that's creating input because of their output. Listen, man, I that am- That is very am, true. Yeah, yeah man. No, no because I you know what? all about I, that. Even on, on TikTok, right? There's some good stuff out there and there's some motivational ones that puts you in as like, you know, 
there's like one that really sticks out to me. I think it's uh, Stevie Harvey. No, what's his, what's his guy? Steve the, Harvey. Yeah. 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 So he talks about Love like, hey, Steve Harvey. Yeah. yeah there's a there's a quote out there that's really famous uh, that he says like, you know why the rich could get richer is because they don't sleep. Well, you're sleeping. They're out there working as well yeah. because because even though you're in California, the stock market opens yeah at six o'clock, but they're already working. They're right. so. It, I encourage anybody to go out there and find it. It's really good. Uh, but you're right. You start listening to that stuff. It gets you in a different mindset. It's like, dude, I'm going to go get this tomorrow. I'm going to do this thing. So that's definitely, uh, it influences you, right? No, absolutely. And, and, and this and is those influences. Go yeah, man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. And I was going to say, and if you want to keep on a little bit more on that one, that's fine. I was just going to jump on the next one, which I know I said the other one was important, but I think honestly, looking at it now, uh, it's very, very just important. You just said it. You just talked about, it. and the fifth one is what? Yeah, no, it's, it's focusing on yourself, dude. Yeah. Focus right? on your journey. That's right. That's right. Focus on your journey as much as I, you got to also praise other people that are focused on their journey and they're, and they're, we're all on different, um, where paths. is it? We're That's on right. different paths, but we're on different timelines, Right. You got you got to think about that. It's it's we're on different timelines. Your timeline and my timeline are totally different. And I think it's as much as you I foc- you got to focus on your own path. Yeah. I think I want to point out that it's also important to focus when other people are doing well and cheer them on, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like hey, not dude, everything is a competition. Yeah. Yeah, dude, for for real. It's like I don't think it's when I see somebody else do good, like uh, there's a couple of our friends that is, they're doing some stuff for themselves and everything's like, man, dude, good job. Like, like it's like, you need that, right? Cause you don't want to yeah. be that negative friend. That's bringing somebody Listen, else down. I'm going to say this right now. And you agree with me. There will always be someone wealthier, someone mm-hmm. smarter, someone faster. There will always be someone that outperforms you. Right. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've got to focus on your own journey. You've got to, you know, I said this a a, a long time ago, a long time ago, I said this to an individual, you've got to stop comparing yourself to others because when you decide to allow others to honestly influence you, then you begin, right, to compare yourself, what you don't, well, what you may not realize, if I could be honest here, man, is that it is damaging. It is damaging to yourself. It is damaging to your life's model. It is damaging to that time that you're allowing it to heal. It's damaging to everything that you do. Your girls. Yeah, everything. It is focusing on everything. And you don't even realize it because the goal is to increase your self-worth and stay focused on your own journey. You have to stay focused on your own journey. Listen, and here's the worst part. Sometimes that competition starts in your family, bro. It's Mm -hmm. sad. It starts yeah. with your family, then it moves into your closest friends, then it moves into your coworkers, right? And yeah. then it moves into your acquaintances. Think about that process. Family, close circle, those that are not in your close circle, and then those that are away from that circle. Yeah, and see, and that's one of the things that sometimes we, I personally, I tend to do a lot of things in private, right? Where Oh really man, you got to win them in private, man. I've yeah, always so, so it's like now that we're doing the show, we're sharing a lot more than, than, you know, sharing our experiences and, and our growth and, 
and what we're doing. But a lot of this stuff is like, you know, people don't know because I like to keep a lot of this stuff in in in, in the shadows, right? Of what I'm doing the behind the yeah, doors, man. and and they may not seem up, but I've seen tremendous gains, right? And as I'm not talking about because I'm trying to show off or anything, it's just of course not. It, it's just kind of shows you that you focus on yourself and not about encouraging others when they're winning and if you focus on yourself, you, you'll end up winning slowly. The wheel starts moving. And then once you get that wheel moving, it goes quicker and quicker. And you know this, Carlos, I yeah, mean, it, it keeps, it's a snowball effect. And if I could say this, here's, 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 this is something that I don't really say much because, uh, well, for a variety of reasons that I won't mention, if you're struggling if you're struggling to get to this point of increasing your value and your self-worth and, and you get to a point, honestly, Alex, and you get to this point where you realize, you know what, I, I don't know how to focus on my own journey. I don't like the journey that I'm going on. I don't respect the journey that I'm on. Listen, sometimes it is okay to reach out to somebody. It is okay to bring someone into your circle that you trust right? And to say, hey, I'm just not, I just don't feel like I'm doing it. I need someone to hold me accountable. I need someone to help me get there. And it always doesn't have to be financially, right? It could be, you could go from A to Z and start describing what it could be. But sometimes you have to reach out, right? We talk about self all the time. And I'm all for, you know, creating self and making sure that self makes it happen. But sometimes we get so consumed in self that we forget those that are hanging in the balance, man. And I, yeah, and I, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for I compassion, think- helping others. But listen, sometimes we as individuals got to extend our hand and say, hey, man, I could use some help. I think you did that, right? I mean, not, not to put it. Oh, yeah, man. Business, oh, absolutely. Not, not to put your business absolutely. out there. But oh, it, it's like, you know, you, you were doing all your your thing out there in the world and and you were going through a hard time, at that, not oh, not financially, yeah. but you were yeah, going man. mentally and, and emotionally through a hard time. And, and you were like, you know, I, I don't like the path that I'm going in. And you was like, hey, and I was like, dude, if you come over here, I mean, I can get you a job and everything, right? I reached no, out. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you, so you reached out, you know, and it's like, hey, you know, can I do this? And I said, dude, you come over here. I'll get you a job. I'll get you back on your feet. And then you do your own thing. And that was just a small stepping stone that you needed to happen. So you got mentally stable again. And then to you started pivot. making and then you exactly. started making moves. You started making moves and big and moves. Had, I didn't even know I could pull off. <laughs> no, but but see, but you but you like you said, yeah, man. It was that healthy. I mean, I'm not saying that hey, thanks to me. No, right. no of no. course, of course, it's just, course. no, of course. It's just, it's just you needed. You reached out, and I was like, hey, I got you, man. I can get you in here, you whatever. And then yeah. from there, it all pivot, and then you went onto another company, another thing, and now you're over there dealing CEO stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah, it, 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 and you never know what a reaching out can do, right? Yeah, you gotta swallow your pride, guys. You gotta swallow your pride, even if you have to start over. And I'm telling you this with experience, guys. Even if you have to start over, you got to put your pride aside sometimes. You got to swallow that pride. You got to understand that you've got a journey. And if you can't do it alone, bring someone in that you trust, that you respect. And before you know it, 
your value increases because you have learned, right? Sometimes we don't want to learn because uh, we, we don't feel like learning because we feel like we're too old and we got it all in check. Let me say this to you. I am a lifelong learner and I would encourage you to constantly yeah. be living, constantly be learning, increase your value. So if I could summon this up, if I could sum it up, man, those five top things, I'd say positive thinking, conquer that inner critic, create a positive journal, you know, journal those good things again. And the last two, which are incredibly helpful, focus on your own journey, right? That's what mm -hmm. I would say. Focus on your own journey. And that's the way it works. No, I agree a hundred percent. And so, so we always like to introduce, you know, a small business to highlight them and, and give them some, some business their way and show some love. Some love. Show, show them some love. Right. And then you got a good one for us. I, I I'm hoping here. <laughs> Listen, I'm uh, uh, just because I'm Spanish, just because I'm Mexican does not mean that I, I, I should not talk about Mexican restaurants. Let me tell you, our cuisine is one of my favorite cuisines. Uh, I think really the flavors. Huh? What was I that? It's really, I said it's really good. Man, I'm <laughs> telling you, our cuisine is just incredible. Uh, the the spices, the the top man. I'm I'm just when we bring in the infusion of the Mexican cuisine the flavors. I'm telling you, man, they are just uh, on point. So I have found this restaurant in Noonan, Georgia. Those that are Georgia listeners in Noonan, Georgia, which is about, I'd say about 20 miles south of downtown Atlanta. It's called Los Abuelos. Los Abuelos Mexican Grill has got a variety of options. I mean, it's your typical, it's your typical Mexican restaurant menu, right? It is, it's incredibly typical, but what they do to the food is nowhere near typical. Sometimes you find Mexican restaurants that are incredibly bland. Do you agree with me, Alex? Yeah, but it's a Mexican restaurants, Tex-Mex style, right? Let's just be clear. It's not like your taquerias or, or something super authentic, but um, yeah, you, you'll get those restaurants where the food is just bland. There's no flavor, no nothing. I mean, this one, I mean, I encourage you guys to go take a look at it. You know, oh man, you... the the food looks looks delicious. I have personally not been there because that's a little bit too far, uh, you know, where I'm located over here. Take a drive, take a drive, <laughs> yeah. Alex. But no, I used to. I drive. I used to go all over Georgia and try what different happened? restaurants, different what happened, different. Alex? What you know, turn to a desk job, and and that's what you get. <laughs> when you... Hey man, it happened. But you still yep. got to get out, Alex. You still got to get out. You, listen, I want to encourage the service is uh, impeccable. Uh, the food is outstanding. Uh, the the vibe is, I mean, your typical uh, Mexican restaurant vibe, you know, loud music. You got the bar in the middle. I get it. But it's the flavor. It's it's the time they take. Let me one of my favorites, Alex, I'll tell you this. One of my absolute favorite dishes there, man. And I'm already I'm already drooling inside is the enchiladas de al pastor. Oh, mm. ooh, enchiladas de al pastor with the green that's sauce different. on top. Yeah. It is very, listen, that's my point. It is incredibly different, right? You expect a taco, right? Al pastor. You expect that pork and pineapple to be on a taco. Well, these are into enchiladas with the green, uh, you know, the green sauce is embedded into the tortilla. And then of course you got your typical rice and beans, which is typical, yeah. right? In our cuisine, but it's the flavor that just sets it apart. It's just right. And you 
know me. I don't like spicy too much. I don't almost hardly at all. Yeah, he's a chicken, guys. I do. I, I am. I admit that only because I like to enjoy my food. Right. I don't want this sauce to empower this meal. And to me, it ruins the meal versus it enhancing the meal. So for me, I do not. There is if you've got to pour a sauce on top of food, then that tells me that no, you're not being but, creative with the flavors. No, no, no. The, the, That's just me. The, that's the sauce just is good. It adds to the flavor. It enhances the flavor. You just got to learn to accept it. And you got to like the little bit of spice in your life. Oh, I good. That's good. That's good. A little spice in your life. So anyway, I encourage you that if you're looking for a restaurant, uh, we love, like we mentioned earlier in the beginning of the show, we love to highlight small business. I encourage you uh, to focus and to, and to really, if you really want to focus on some good Mexican food, go to Los Abuelos in Noonan, Georgia. Uh, I believe next week we're going to focus on some top five burger joints. Is that correct, Alex? Yeah, but I'll, I'll see. I got a good one that it's a hole in the wall that I'll, we'll probably shout out to. Uh, but it also, man, just just let's uh, wrap up the show here. What are you gonna kick us off for the show? Yeah, man, we've been we've been talking about increasing your value. We've been talking about life mottos. We've been talking about those seven rules of life. We talked about your financial position and and how you know whether it's occasional diversification, whether it's constant diversification, or no diversification at all. Because you know at some point, sometimes I've done that uh, to rebalance uh, my own investments. Uh, there is a quote that I found that was just incredibly great. Uh, it's Winston Churchill. I don't usually like to talk about Winston Churchill, but this particular piece is is fantastic, man. And I, and I want to leave you all with this. It says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. I'll say it again. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston Churchill. <clears throat> no, guys, thanks for tuning in. And with that being said, my name is Alex. I'm Carlos. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.